Then come back when you can, young man. Come back when you can! Rosenheimer turned his great wide back upon us, still shaking with laughter. Till then, you'll stick to your water-defining, if you take my advice. I'd realized early in the interview that Rosenheimer was not taking the matter seriously, and I was fuming inwardly in the knowledge that I had been placed in a false position. Hilda had used indirectly a little influence to get Bristow this interview with the big man of the Westralian Mining Syndicate, and she had used her influence with me to make me act as Bristow's sponsor. I had not been enthusiastic, and neither, as it now appeared, had Rosenheimer. We had both been pushed into it, and Michael was, as usual, sullenly shy, on the alert for mockery and hostility. It is hardly surprising that the occasion was not a success. Rosenheimer had been Jocko's from the beginning. I think he regarded water-divining as something of the same nature as fortune-telling and table-turning. I knew a little better than that. Dowsing is common enough in our part of the country, but I had, nonetheless, some sympathy for the big man's attitude. I knew that, however thoroughly the existence of the faculty was established, it was of very uncertain utility. I was prepared to take Hilda's word that Michael Bristow had, to an unusual degree, this queer instinct which warned him of the presence of underground water and of mineral deposits, but I strongly doubted whether he could ever find it of much practical value to him. To me, at that moment, Bristow was merely one of the untrained, unwanted, derelict youngsters who encumbered the world so embarrassingly in the years following the Great War. One was impelled to try to find niches for them, if only for one's own mental comfort. But, again, it seemed so impossible a task that one might almost be pardoned for ignoring it altogether. And young Bristow was not even ex-service. He had substituted a bad attack of pneumonia and a long spell of ill health for the two years' active service he might otherwise have had. That was now an additional handicap in finding ordinary employment for him. If, therefore, the youth really had an unusual gift and something could be done with it, so much the better, I had decided. And I am afraid I was not altogether innocent of the further idea that if the employment of his gift involved emigration to Australia, that would be so much the better, too. It had seemed to me odd and unnecessary that Hilda should have taken up this particular surplus youth. But as she was obviously committed now to see him through, seen through he must be as quickly as possible. As things were, he was a nuisance. I had come home intending to see a good deal of Hilda, that is, if she still corresponded to the impression I had received of her during that last Christmas leave which I had passed in my West Country home before demobilization. My mother had wanted me to propose marriage to Hilda, then and there, but I was not ready. For four and a half years, though comparatively well off in my stall job, I had done what I did not choose, and gone where I would not, and now, like other young men, I wanted my good time. My own sort of good time I wanted, and that had nothing to do with dancing, nor review, nor nightclubs, nor the swapping of motorbicycles. It implied a suave and soothing year or two of Italian sunshine, 
where I might try to woo back to life the little bit of literary and aesthetic essays which had been one of the earliest victims of the mailed fist. Besides, at that time, Hilda herself had been obviously too young. The right woman for me, I recognized it even then, but not ready any more than I was. My mother did not see that. In her young days, eighteen or nineteen had still been considered a very suitable age for a girl's marriage. She did not understand nor accept our later maturing due to the increasingly complicated demands of civilized and cultured life, which make a longer period of growth essential if a completely adequate personality is to emerge. Hilda was lovely then, as she still is, even after all that has happened. I used to imagine her as the young heroine of an old Teutonic epic or of an Icelandic saga. I know that